Welcome to Pop Pantheon, the podcast where we completely overanalyze all of your favorite pop stars and then rank them in the official Pop Pantheon. This is your host, DJ Louis the Fourteenth, and I'm here with you guys for another B-side episode. Yay! First up, I want to share an announcement. This one is for my LA people. As you may have heard me talk about, I started a new party in late April called Gorgeous Gorgeous. It happened for the first time on April 22nd. It was a smash success. This is a queer-centric pop party. Welcome to all queers and allies. And I'm proud to announce that our second installment is happening on Pride Weekend here in L.A., June 10th, it's a Friday at Resident in downtown LA. I'll be DJing all your favorite pop songs all night. I'm doing this with my friends Fran, Lala, and Omri. We've worked once again so hard to bring you guys an incredible event. I could not be more excited for it. Tickets are cheap and they will be in the show notes. The link will be in the show notes of this episode and I will also be posting about it on social. So if you're in LA and you're around on Pride Weekend and you want to see me play all your favorite pop songs and be in an incredibly warm, diverse crowd of people who also enjoy pop as much as you, gorgeous, gorgeous, June 10th, resident, downtown LA, come see me, come say hi to me, can't wait. Next up, I want to remind everybody that we still have a contest going on where if you get on your social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, and you share your favorite episode of Pop Pantheon, you share the podcast, you share an endorsement, let people know what you like about it, why they should also listen to it, and you tag Pop Pantheon Pod on either channel, you'll be automatically entered in a contest in which one winner will get to pick an episode of Pop Pantheon, which we will then fast track to air. So make sure you're doing that if you haven't done it already. Also, obviously, please follow the podcast at Pop Pantheon Pod on Instagram and Twitter and me at DJ L-O-U-I-E-X-I-V on both Instagram and Twitter. And of course, if you have it in your heart, if you have the time, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially on Apple and Spotify. It really helps get the show in front of more people. And I'm so, so grateful to everybody that's continuing to do that. I also want to say the Discord. I've been plugging it a lot lately. It's incredibly fun. The link is in the show notes of this episode and pretty much every episode. And I'm also putting it on social media often. So get in the Discord, talk with other fun, enthusiastic, smart, funny pop fans. And me, I like to be in there, you know, at least a couple times a day. So that's really awesome and fun. And check out the Spotify playlist for every episode, which are in the show notes of every episode. And there will be one for this episode too, because this week's B-side is a conversation with my dear friend and one of the first guests in Pop Pantheon history, Who Weekly's Lindsay Weber. Now, we're getting to the middle of 2022. It's been a pretty interesting year for pop. We haven't had many major releases. It's been a lot of new artists, a lot of sort of niche legendy type of artists releasing music for the first half of this year. And Lindsay and I obviously text all the time about music, about the music we're listening to, about new songs by our faves. 
So I thought it'd be fun to just have Lindsay back on. As you guys probably remember, she was on our Carly Rae Jepsen episode, which ended up being a little bit of a prescient thing because the day that we recorded this was the same day that Carly's new single, Western Wind, dropped. And I thought I'd just have Lindsay on the show so that we could each share our favorite songs and albums of the year and talk a little bit about the similarities and differences between them and any trends that we see. And also play a little game with her because obviously Lindsay is the be-all, end-all aficionado of who and them culture. And I kind of came up with a little bit of a crossover game where we're going to talk about 15 or so up-and-coming pop starlets, people that haven't totally broken through and are probably both who's at this point and also probably tier five artists at this point. So a little bit of the crossover there. And Lindsay and I are going to go through them all and decide which of the new girlies and non-girlies, I don't know, I guess we're calling them all girlies, we think have a chance of ascending to themdom or to top tier pop pantheon rankings in the future. So it was a really fun and obviously funny conversation because Lindsay always is. So here is my chat with Lindsay Weber. Okay, back by popular demand. Wow. It's Who Weekly's Lindsay Weber. Lindsay, welcome back to Pop Pantheon. Thank you. I uh, Instead of doing Demi Lovato, I <laughs> agreed to come back to talk about <laughs> Literally, I'm sitting here racking my brain like, how do we get Lindsay back on the podcast when all I want her to do is talk about Demi Lovato? I am not going to be talking about Demi Lovato. <laughs> I'm really hoping you're going to change your mind at some point. Never. I'm no. keeping Demi Lovato on ice specifically no, Yeah, that's you. why. That's why you're keeping Demi Lovato on ice. Not for any other reason. <laughs> We're waiting for their new era. They're coming back with some rock. We can't wait for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Once they come back with their new era, it's going to be time for the Lindsay Weber, Demi Lovato, Pop Pantheon. The Lovatics are dying for this hardcore rock era. We're excited. Are you including yourself in no. the Lovatics? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Cause yes. Like, no. I don't know. I don't know how excited I am for the rock era, but go off. I'm happy that Demi is having their, like... We need like a pivot from sad yes. to happy. And I love that for them. The art of letting go, Demi. It didn't click for yeah. the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Now we're actually talking about Demi. No, no, no. no. Okay. No. I'm sorry. Not intentional. You brought them up. I know. I know. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. Okay. So Lindsay was obviously one of the first guests Pop Pantheon ever had. We had wow. a wonderful conversation about the queen of everything, Carly Rae Jepsen, who conveniently for this recording, dropped her new single last night. How what did do you she think? know that I was coming back on Pop Pantheon? How's the Western Wind hitting you? I mixed. I mean, you know Carly is famously bad at choosing lead singles. For Definitely. some, there's always a disconnect between the album itself and the single. So I almost am like happy I'm not in love with this because I know the album won't be entirely this because of the way that Carly works. It's like... I don't think we're getting a solar power here. I think we're just getting a taste of like Carly, like loving her California life, which I think is great. The 
The song is good. I love Rostam. I mean, could it sound more like his four-song EP that was iconic? It sounds a lot like <laughs> it. It's very close. It also sounds like Carly. Like, when I was seeing the promo, I was like, oh, shit. Are we getting, like, a real pivot? Are we getting Stevie Nicks Jepsen or whatever? Carly But Moore. it sounds more like a Carly song than I expected. It honestly reminds me a bit of Comeback from Dedicated Side B. It has that same sort of mid-tempo, wistful, distant sort of vibe. It does. I just, you know, I want... I don't want her to be on trend. I want her to be herself. And I do have a sense that this song is a little bit on trend. And I don't necessarily mm. love that. But is it because though... she set the trend and all the girlies are following no, Carly? No, she didn't set this trend. This is like Laurel Canyon, Heim meets Maggie right. Rogers meets. Right. We're getting a little bit more of a, of a wavy vibe. And I, I tend to think of Carly as more of a... Hit you over the head. Yeah. Direct. Sharp. Not... Up in not, space, like hippie, not like hippie. groovy. Like I think, yes, she, she. I just, you know, but I, I know that she works with lots of different people, and I know that Rostam did not do the entire album. So I just, I'm very much like, this is great. This is fun. She looks beautiful. The video's great. We love to mm -hmm. hear it. She sounds mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. I just, happy I just to have her want, back. I just want to hear songs about like dudes she loves, and like <laughs> this song is more about like nature. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Except you're the number one solar power apologist in my life. Well, that, I mean, that's like a piece of art. That's the, a... You are the only person to whom I bring solar power up. And you're like, yeah, I still listen to it. I listen to it every morning no. when I wake up. It's my well, favorite. It's my wake up album. That's what you said to me last time we talked about it's it. It's so soothing to wake up to solar power. I... <laughs> But it is, it's, it's like. Just picturing you laying alone in your dark room and the path just starts playing and you're and like, ah, like, oh, ready for the day. I just love that album as one piece. I don't think any songs can stand on their own. I'm not out here listening to singles. I don't even know what the singles are. I guess it's Solar Power right. and like uh, <laughs> Stone to the Nail Song. But I think as a, as a piece together. Yeah one big almost like a movement like an orchestra move like one of the whatever sure. you call it yeah a, i think it's, it's great. a vibe yeah. it's a vibe you know it's the definition I, of it's a vibe and you know what turned me she did songs in maori the the language like the new zealand native language yes, i think right. that's what it's called I and uh -huh. i heard those and i was like okay this is good these are groovy <laughs> these are fun <laughs> about the words I don't care about like I was getting really into like the music itself and I was like okay this is yeah. fun and then I happened to have the vinyl because of course I bought it before the album came out because I was in my vinyl sure. period and then I finally <laughs> turned on the vinyl and I'm like okay this is the way to listen to it because it's full it's it's a full piece yeah I think you definitely have to if you're gonna like solar power that's how you have to like it because it of definitely course. doesn't work as like a collection of pop of course we're not hearing these <laughs> on the radio and being like yes she wants it as a, as a full piece that being said, yes. am I seeing her in concert? No, never again. No, but like, obviously, I... <laughs> obviously, there's nothing more canon in my entire Lord worldview than how much you hated the melodrama tour at the oh Barclays Center. Like, it was that is mess. seared into my mind. It was a deep mess. Deep into my mind. <laughs> 
God, but I do love her. And so that's why it's hard. It was even more heartbreaking that I had such a bad time. But, you know, maybe I'm happy that you're out here enjoying solar power because I just think you're the few, the strong whatever the arm that army quote is you're the few the proud the many the the, 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 the whatever <laughs> i just think i like that she subverted the expectations you know but what that means which is nice about it is she's gonna go to a different a different like we're gonna get a different thing we're gonna we're gonna yeah. keep evolving and uh that's great you know Who i knows? agree she's certainly not repeating herself so i'll give her no. that even though like no. i do like mood ring i will say mood ring oh yeah mood ring's fun. fan all right, we're here to talk about the year so far in pop music. We're going to do a few little rounds here. We're going to talk about some of our favorite albums of the year. We're going to talk about some of our favorite pop songs of the year. And then we're going to play a fun little game that's kind of like a Who Weekly Pop Pantheon crossover, which is I'm going to name 15 artists or so that have emerged in the last year or so, had some buzz, people are interested in them, new pop artists, and you and I are going to pontificate on whether these tier five slash who's have yeah. any potential of getting totally. to upper tier slash them dumb. Okay. I, I didn't do any real research. I tried to stay like pure for the game. Like, yeah, I think I'm, that's I'm, good. I'm solely going off of like my TikTok watching yeah. to know like what's up with these people. And also that's like, good. What, I, what I know from just like being around. On the ones I didn't know, I just sort of did some cursory research okay. so I can just help explain. But okay. I think if you don't know who they are, that's telling <laughs> in and of itself. You know what no, I'm saying? No, it's like, it's more telling about me than it is about like the artist, but sure. Yes. Definitely. I don't think so. Considering that it's your actual job to collect I like know. people who nobody knows about. <laughs> I know. We do try though and very specifically not be too, too early on people that are cool. Right. Because right. it really is like, imagine talking about Liv Rodrigo like a few months before driver's license came out. You'd be like, well, <laughs> like no one cares. Yeah. And now yeah. no one cares. So I, I do try and be like, we don't want to be too, too late. We don't want to be too, too early. You got to like find mm-hmm. the middle ground as to where like, because if I talk about Kid Leroy one more time, I'm going to kill myself. So like. <laughs> We well, had you're to, about we, to, so. Right. But, like, do, on my podcast, on my podcast. Yes. But we, like, so yes. we had to figure out how to talk about him at the exact right point in which he was the person mm-hmm. that people were asking about, so. Yeah, but I think if, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But if the person is not on your radar, even slightly, I, I know, just think that's that a problem. that's in and of itself is telling. Yes, totally. Um, or mine, to be honest. So yeah, fair. Yours more so. Okay. Yeah, more, mine more so. And there were a few that I was like, who the fuck is this? Okay, so... <laughs> Before we get into our list, I'm just curious, when you were thinking about this, when you were putting your list together, yeah, when you yeah. were reflecting so far, any trends pop out to you about well, tw- 2022 a, so far? Is it a thing where, like, albums don't, not a lot of albums come out in the first half of the year? Isn't that a thing? Like, it's kind of early, too, for the big ones? Yes. Well, I one of the trends I noticed is, like, the main pop girlies are MIA pretty yeah. much entirely. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually good for our current conversation about lower tier slash who artists because unless we're considering maybe Charlie is maybe the one main girly that's like dropped something. But even Charlie like is still kind of a little bit off the, because like when I was like making my list, I was like, oh, I'm an indie girly. Like, oh, I'm indie. But it's only because, (laughs) but it's really only because like a lot of the big ones hadn't happened. So I was like, okay, either it's my taste right now, which I don't think is the case, or just like 
the timing is first half of the year is always kind of rough sometimes. I think that there's a combination of, yes, that's generally true. Like a lot of big albums are usually like pinned to the fall or the summer. But I do kind of feel like the main girls are scared. That's like my, that's my. <laughs> what are they scared of? There's, like well, because, the pandemic? Look, yeah, fair, the, okay, the pandemic fair. shook them. And also a lot of these bitches have gotten old, older in the pandemic. And I don't think they know how to roll out albums like in the like increasingly internet, social media, streaming era. Like I genuinely, this is my pet theory about Beyonce is like, I genuinely think she doesn't know how to like make the same impact wow. that she's made in the past. And that's well, why she hasn't put music out. I mean, to be fair, how do you up yourself when you are the pinnacle of album No, release? I don't know. You, well, I think you, you stop trying. You stop. You, you innovate. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think Beyonce's best bet is to just like release something really I like well regarded and not try Fair. to do that again. Because how do you top like Lemonade, like self-titled impact? You can't. These, like those were both game changers. <laughs> These girls all saw Chromatica like fly to the moon and never come back. And then they were all like <laughs> well, scared. I, I'm, I'm, not I'm not lying. I'm not lying. what shook the, wait, I think Chromatica made him shook the girls a little so bit too. I think so too. She really, you know, that was like, like, you know, I mean, we all obviously hold Chromatica close to our hearts. Fucking love like... Chromatica. I love Chromatica, but I'm just, it, it turns up just like release and like marketing and just kind of like seeing things and it, it like, wow, what a, that just did not yeah. go. It's hard for these old guard girlies to like work the system, I think. I mean, obviously the pandemic didn't help Gaga very well, much, but. Katie's coming back with some dance records I heard she's doing. <laughs> yeah, because you know, she did she said to us, if you make when I'm gone a big smash, which it of course was. Saturating the airwaves, yes. taking over the streaming charts. Yes. It's all we've talked about. She said she'd give us a dance album. So and because we, we delivered it. on that for her, she's yes. delivering back to us. And if she stop, <laughs> takes one second to stop falling over on television or whatever she's doing mm. on American Idol, then she can mm -hmm. have time to make me some dance songs. No, I love, I love her. It. Like I, I'm, I'm obsessed with her. I love. I, I actually it. love this era more than ever because being an underdog is all that I want for her. And I think that it, like if you can like be cool about it, it's so much more fun. I don't know for. The audience, too, for me. For yeah, me. if she can parlay her underdogness into, like, actually good music, that would be exciting. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, the other thing that I wanted to point out that I maybe noticed is our long album rollouts back a little bit. I mean, Charlie gave us, like, a five-month wind-up to crash. Lizzo's also kind of, like, taking her sweet time. Yeah. I don't know. Is that the backlash to the release an album that has 45 tracks so that each one streams <laughs> on the charts and then you have like you have slots 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever? Is that what well, that is? Well, that brings me to my other <laughs> okay, point, tell me. Yeah. which is short songs, short albums. I feel Ugh. like on my list at least, and I know I've gotten a little preview of yours, mm -hmm. we're both dealing with a lot of albums that are like, 35 40 minutes with yeah. songs that are like two minutes long that's like i'm seems not to be mad about short album i am annoyed yeah. with short song because it seems stupid and it seems like algorithm brain and like whatever yeah. i know charlie specifically was like i want to make good perfect pop songs and to be fair a short pop song is like kind of a fun like mm -hmm. we're gonna make it like algorithmically perfect in terms of a pop song but then also the algorithm loves when you listen to like 10 seconds and it counts or whatever so like I get that, but I just am confused because it feels like so antithetical to like what Drake just did, which is like mm -hmm. two albums, yeah, that, 20 tracks, like, and, no, and, it, and it wasn't good, right? It wasn't good. It wasn't. Well, I just feel like a two minute 
15 second pop song if you can do it well which I think Charlie mostly does yeah it's good but it can feel if you don't know how to do it well it can Mm -hmm. feel unsatisfying but I will never speak ill of a 35 minute album like I I know I think there's pretty much no pop album that needs to be longer than 40 minutes like I agree very rarely do I need like is there you know two or three songs you could cut off this thing and make it better like probably b-sides bonus tracks streaming only remix album there's so many solutions now you don't have to make your one piece I love an album that is cohesive I love an album that has Mm -hmm. you can actually listen to all the way through and it's a delight yeah I I, I, wow like what a what a gift that is sometimes I agree I love when I'm such an album girl like I want to put an album on and listen to it so we're getting now we're getting into our list a little bit first of all maybe share your first pick and I'll share mine which is our one overlap and then we can Charlie briefly about it the, is who we're both talking Crash. about who I think yes. is not only the poppiest pop girl record that came out at the beginning of this year yes aside from like Miranda Lambert which actually came out recently which because <laughs> like you would you could argue she's like a big okay I know you don't I know country is like whatever but that's a big no, album no, no. that's a big album I, I agree didn't. but I feel like in terms of like who are like the canonical yes, gay yes, yes. centric pop girlies okay, well. or whatever don't count out Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, but, okay. Fine. I accept your. To be terms. fair, she's not but, on my okay. list. So I don't like the album. No, I get. It's not on my list. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, but if we're both naming our first favorite album of the first half of 2022, we both Crash. put Crash. Why is Crash working for you? Long-awaited album from her. She's had this weird marketing run where she can't decide whether she's a pop star or not. I mean, she knows she is. <laughs> the follow-up to How I'm Feeling Now, which I thought was one of her best albums of all time, but was definitely a mood, a moment. She worked with very specific producers to create very specific sounds. She said, mm-hmm. I want to be top of the charts. I want to be that girl. She finally got her UK top five album is that what the feat was number one number one coolest thing ever for her I think like mm-hmm. everyone's rooting for Charlie in every single way she learned to dance I know she could kind of dance before and I should be speaking speak for yourself but like she got choreo in a way that I've never seen her before it looks no incredible doubt. she was incredible on SNL her show was incredible she's dancing like I could not believe so she's like leveling up in a way that is really cool and then the album itself is great. It's so listenable. It's so fun. It's a mix of all different types of things. There's dance. There's like, she's still using her vocoder. She's like doing all this fun stuff. And I just, I really liked it. I was, just, I really like, it grows on me. It also grows on you, which I think yeah. is the best part. I agree. It. And I recommend everybody go listen to our episode from a few weeks ago with mm. Owen Myers about Crash, where great we like got into a lot of the details. Thank you. But I agree with you. I sort of started out on this feeling like how I'm feeling now was one of her best and maybe the highlight of the hyperpop era, but maybe not. Pop 2 probably for me still is the height of that. But it was her mo- her most cohesive, as you said, statement and her most emotionally vulnerable. This, when I first heard it, I was a little bit like, oh, like, is this a regression on some level from what she was doing before? But I have come totally around on it and now feel like it might be even my favorite of all time. Wow. I just feel like it's so gratifying and it's nice to have her strip back in some ways some of the like hyper pop elements and just hear her go and make straight ahead perfect pop songs. Yes. Baby, I'm a 
there's not a dud in the bunch. No. Like, I like every single song on it. The minute it's over, as we were getting at earlier with the shortness of everything, like, I'm, I want to play it again. Yep. But I also don't feel like I'm lacking for anything on it. Like, that's really the nice sweet spot that she found. And yeah. it just, as I said, it's like every song works. And I love how well she edited it. And yeah. it's just a very, very enjoyable straight ahead pop album, which like we always knew Charlie had in her and has made versions of before. But I feel like this is the most kind of like distilled version of that side of yeah. her Yeah, I mean, and also speaking of like underdog vibes, like I just I do love that she's kind of this un- pop underdog. I maybe she doesn't mm-hmm. love it sometimes. Maybe she goes back and forth. I don't know her in a way that I could read her mind about this. You get a sense she's kind of grappling with like, I'd love to be more famous than I am. My argument is that no one wants should be as famous. You know, and you're listening to like yeah. Cardi B be like, I wish I wasn't famous I just feel very Mm -hmm. much like to me if I could shake Charlie and say you are in the perfect position you are well respected you have an amazing fan base your music is good people want to work with you like you're making a living you're going on tour like you are in the spot this is it I completely agree you took the words out of my mouth yeah and just like music getting more niche and like having to find Mm -hmm. your dedicated audience who will always show up and pay for you like yeah She's always trying to be like, I'm the pop star. But I do like the idea of her being a pop star without being a pop star, if that makes sense. Pop star as a genre, not as a celebrity. That's what I want for her. I said this on the episode, but I'll just say it quickly again, which is kind of a reiteration of what you just said, which is like, she's the best kind of (laughs) famous and of musician because she's very popular, not like on a massive scale, Swiftian scale, but she's extremely well-known and well-loved by the smartest, most sophisticated pop yes. audience. Yes. And so she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Yep. People will probably go with her on it. She will live for the rest of her life off of the good feelings she's engendered between herself and her like very, yeah. very dedicated fan base. And she can also like be a normal fucking person while yeah. still being pretty rich. Like it's a pretty <laughs> good combo. Like, and, like she can rich, she can know, go to Air One and yes, like get yes. a juice. Like that's <laughs> wow. ideal. She can go Isn't get that a juice. Ideal? Yes, I mean, she can own a house in Los Angeles. She can go where she wants to go. I mean, I just Mm -hmm. obviously like I think she's what I think we're not we're missing here. She's probably a very motivated person. She always wants to improve herself. She sees the industry better than everyone because she's also a songwriter. So she knows Mm -hmm. how it works and she sees this kind of almost within her grasp, this whatever, whatever it is that she's striving for numerically Uh on the charts. And I just think it's like I like don't want that for her. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, me neither. I I want her to chill on it yeah Yeah, I want her to settle into like where she's meant to be in the ecosystem now she's off a label this is my thing and then we gotta wrap the Charlie combo because we've talked way too much about her on this no the last thing I want to say about this is I want Charlie to start a record label this is my like because she's so good at picking out the other Mm -hmm. girlies in the industry that are kind of in her vein and Mm -hmm. she as you said is a total savant of the industry so I feel like she could like scoop up Kim, scoop up Rena, scoop up a lot of the girlies I think we're going to maybe even talk about in our little game later. The yeah, girls yeah, yeah. that are kind of like struggling because, yes, because yes, major yes. record labels don't know how to work them. Totally. I could see Charlie being like an amazing A&R person and like 
starting a new indie pop label that's like yeah. centered around her vibe. Like totally. if anyone could do it, she could do it. That's what I I'm also saying. think like as she gets older too, we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more yeah. of her as a creative behind the scenes force, which I totally want for her too, because I think she's a genius. And I agree. if she's out on tour all the time, et cetera, et cetera, she doesn't have the time to like really do the stuff that could be really amazing for her. Anyways, yeah. I see that I, in her future. All yeah. right. So what's your number two album? My number two is Mitski, Laurel Hell. I sure. love Mitski. You know, I think Mitski has kind of gotten this rep of sad girl that is like a little bit of a groan. I blame TikTok, <laughs> blame whatever. Like we love to put people in a box and like tell them who they are. But I yeah. just think that she's an incredibly good songwriter. I love her voice. It is the best form of rock returning that I've seen is Mitski. I saw her live once and just like think that she's fucking great and the album's good the album's good yeah i hadn't listened to it i have to admit prior to you mentioning it to me it was on my list i've never been like a mitski super fan Fair. i definitely listened to those first few records and like i like it but it's not like right in my sweet spot but i loved that song the only heartbreaker that kind of like oh. pat benatar duran duran kind of so vibe good. she was putting to it definitely in an 80s loop I think everyone's kind of like on the same inspired yeah they're, that they're brings inspired us by... back to our Carly <laughs> is Carly an influence on people vibe I think she is I made a Spotify playlist with the Pop Pantheon listeners called Carly Core oh which God. is like all songs that sound like Carly songs by other people she is definitely an influence no you're right I mean I think it's this 80s thing I mean everyone sounds like Peter Gabriel all of a sudden it's like really <laughs> crazy and also listening to the fucking Lady Gaga Top Gun song that sounds like oh, Phil Collins or whatever. So good. Oh, she's so good. <laughs> How do you compete with fucking Take My Breath Away by Berlin? You, don't. you just have you to can't. go insane. Anyways, yeah. I Gaga love Gaga loves to go insane. And she frankly, loves, the more insane, the better. She loves to go insane. Okay, what's well, the second She looked beautiful on... in that video. Second on yeah. my list is Rosalia Moto Mommy, which. Oh, okay. I just think is one of the most like wildly ambitious pop records that I've heard in a really long time. And there's really only been a few times in my life where I've like listened to something and been like, I don't think I've ever quite heard something yes. quite like this before. She's incredible. You know, I've been a fan. I really liked Elma Carrera, which was her last album. But there's something so well thought out and also so singular about what she does and the way that she's able to incorporate so many different disparate influences, yes. but sort of take them under the umbrella of the Rosalia thing. The only artist that it really reminds me of in terms of that kind of ambition and in terms of kind of like that world stomping, cherry picking of various sounds is M.I.A. Like the first time I ever heard oh. M.I.A., I remember just being blown away by the way that she was able to synthesize unexpected things together, like contemporary American hip hop and also like the sounds of like Indian street drummers or ballet funk, the way that she was able to mainstream that on some level. I feel like Rosalia is heir apparent to the peak MIA era where like when I listen to this record, I'm just like, there's a very high level pop craft going on here. But at the same time, it's so fun and danceable and, and yeah. enjoyable 
cool to listen to. I just love this record. Yeah. It's also one of those albums that unfurls itself to you the more that you listen to it. Like there's lots right. of I was layers gonna say, going on in there. The reason why it's not on my list is because I feel like I haven't fully gotten through it yet. Yeah. Like I'm like yeah. still working through it, which is like yeah. crazy to think. But it's like, you know, it is a little bit longer. I feel like I need mm -hmm. to know it more before I'm like championing it. But it's like each time I listen to it, I hear a new thing. And also like yes. how wild for like a mostly non-English album to be like mm -hmm. on the pop list. Like no question, she's a pop star, like international, but not just like Spanish speaking mm -hmm. international, like actual international pop star I think she took it to like the next level like, I when agree. I first I mean, heard her I was like wow what a niche incredible voice it's like she's not niche at all at all no no she's no. a superstar and yeah. frankly I kind of feel like and we'll get to this on our little in our little game but I kind of feel like the sky's the limit yeah. I feel like she's at a place in her career where like if she wants it she could be yeah. Dua Lipa level famous if she wants oh to I be. think she's so close like but I also could see her like not doing that and that also being very enjoyable like I could see it kind of going either way and I'm excited to see where she goes next with it but I yeah. thought this album was like an achievement like I was just I'm so impressed but I'm with you like you, you got to kind of spend some time with it yeah and I also think just speaking to what you just said is we're in a renaissance with the English language shit. I mean, it's actually ridiculous. We're the only country, or maybe us in the UK, are the only countries on earth where we can only enjoy or valorize pop music in our own language. So like silly. Everyone else on the rest of the planet has I spent know. their entire history like mostly or largely listening to English-speaking music. So I just did an episode on BTS, and I feel like they're part of a, just another yes. huge trend. But with them, with K-pop, with a lot of these Spanish-language crossover acts like Bad Bunny and Rosalia, yeah. we're finally breaking down some of that I know. bullshit kind of American It does English suck, centrism. though, that there has to be, like, a despacito or, like, a butter to, like, almost, like, butter us up yeah. to, like, listen to artists that aren't, like, speaking English mostly. It's, like... That's yeah, but then you insane. get like Mi Gente and stuff like yeah. that. And you're just like, okay, that's like cool. they're singing in Spanish. These songs are working. Like that's right. new. Right. When we were growing up, the uh, Latin American music explosion of our childhood, they were all singing in English. Like Enrique I know, and Ricky. I know. And so we've whatever. come far from that. That's true. Yes. But yeah, like Rosalia is truly the next level though, because I really do feel like she doesn't really care or yeah. want to speak to sing in it. Like it's, there's no. not, there's no pandering there. Like, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> and it's great. No. It's great to hear. No pander. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. So what's Bad your Bad Bunny third too. Record? Bad Bunny too. Bad Bunny. They're a duo in this I love realm somehow. Yeah. Okay. My next one's kind of crazy. It's mm -hmm. a band called Wet Leg. It's their album mm -hmm. Wet Leg. I just love it. <laughs> my cool friend told me about it. I think that they're so fun. It's like the girlies doing rock. And I don't know. I just really like. I don't know. Did you get a chance to listen to it? It's so fun. Yes. I I really like Wet Leg a lot. I mean, they have this kind of like breakthrough song Chase Lounge, which is. Yeah. Like, if you haven't heard Alvin put a clip of it here, obviously, but it's a real riot. Is your mother worried? Would you like us to assign someone to worry your mother? Excuse me. What? Excuse me. What? You know what it kind of reminds me of? Which, like, takes me back to a Who Weekly Standard is the Ting Ting. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's very rude, but like, yes, definitely. No, it's like girl power rock vibes. Like, it's fun. And girl power yeah, in like, like not a rude way. Like, in a fun way. In the way that it was maybe originally meant to be with like a little wink. And it's fun. And they're great. Yeah, it's like that chanting sort of like yeah. multi-tracked punk rock energy, yeah. but it's still pop. You know what I, I mean? I love it. I think it's so yeah. fun. My third is frankly shocking that I would include a man here, but it Ugh. is... The weekend. Wow. My sort of like pet thing with the weekend has been that I think he and Max Martin are one of the best producer artist collaborations of recent times because in Max Martin's later period of his work, I think he's done well by sort of working with established artists with a very clear perspective and world and sort of adding the pop sheen to it. Like that's Mm. really worked with him and... Ariana that's worked with him and Taylor that's worked with him and The Weeknd and The Weeknd is a particularly good one because I think Max with an artist with Edge is a really nice combo so I've been very frustrated with Weeknd albums all of them basically where I usually like love the Max Martin songs and that I could kind of like do without the songs where he's still trying to be like kind of his dark aggro drug adled hip-hop self like it's just increasingly boring to me to hear that side yeah. of him. Like, I've wanted for so long for The weekend to just make a straight ahead. Right, it's like, ahead. we get it. You've done coke. Yeah. Like, we get it. Like, <laughs> exactly. we know. Like, like cocaine so I've been is waiting. a thing yeah. for you. Yes. I've been waiting. So I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the weekend album where he just like stops doing that and just makes like a fucking 80s nodding pop album. And this is it, yeah. And this is it. Like he delivered. Every song is like a big 80s synth pop, you know, Duran Duran, Giorgio Moroder, Depeche Mode, even Africa Bambata, Michael Jackson nodding pop hit. I just think it's brilliant. And I kind of was shocked that Take My Breath didn't become a smash. I think it's one of his best singles ever. I love the way the album is sequenced. Many of the songs are mixed together. It's sequenced like a radio playlist. It really works as an entire aesthetic idea. And I just find it to be the most gratifying weekend album I've ever listened to. It just, I would like to see him continue to do stuff like this, where it's like these kind of fully contained ideas. And it's not kind of like the Spotify data dump kind of albums that he's made God. in the past. It's so funny That's- how Max Martin just slides in there. Like, you're just like, what's Max Martin up to? And then you're like, oh, that's what he's up. like. Making all of so- the biggest pop songs still. Yeah, but it's always like coming from places you're not quite expecting. You're like, I'm waiting for the Max and Billy combo. That's well, what like, I'm right. Like, while Taylor's kind of being like, I'm in my post Max era. Like, I yeah. like, I'm done with Max. I'm like working with mm-hmm. the National or like, whatever. Like, he's like, well, F you. I'm going to the week. Like, he just kind of yeah. like finds his uh-huh. way. And like, Max Martin working with Billy would be like the ultimate subversion of like what people think Billy is. And you're right. I think she would love it because she'd be fucking with the people who are like, she's this authentic, the most authentic. And like, is she be like, well, fuck you. I'm working with Max Martin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's it. what I'm saying. I think she's a comp for the weekend in this conversation because she, yeah. she's another person with a very defined aesthetic. Yeah. Dark, edgy aesthetic world that if he just came in and sprinkled his little Swedish pop magic it on it. Totally, yeah. totally. And and you could argue her last album needed a little bit of accessibility for people 
well, a little bit, a little needed, bit. Needed, needed, and I mean, I love that album, but I agree that it was definitely like shunning anything sort of relatably. I pop. mean, I just can't believe how big and perfect that lead song is, but then kind of nothing else in on that mm. that stuck really with me personally. Yeah, and I listened to it a good amount. Nothing stuck like the title track, but it's a really great album. I really yeah. love that album. I have some honorable mentions I want to throw in the mix. Sure, sure, sure. Slut Pop. Okay, sure. I can't lie. Let's do it once and never again. <laughs> <laughs> Slut Pop is really, I mean, I'm always here for my girl Kim. I just, it's, I don't think of it even as separate songs. It's kind of like one giant I mean, I song for 25 it's, minutes. <laughs> she made two Halloween EPs. I think she's perfect. Those are some of the best songs ever. Like, yeah. I love that she's a theme girl. Like, yes, give us a theme. Like, fine. Yes. Great. Love that. Of course. And the theme this time is just being a giant whore. And I also really enjoyed FKA Twigs' quote-unquote mixtape Kaffir yeah. songs because I have found especially her last album to be like one of the most overrated albums in recent <laughs> times. Wow. And like she's so up her I'm an artiste but on it that I'm yeah. just kind of like this music is like not fun and like I get that you're like trying to say something but it just isn't like an enjoyable album to listen to and I feel yeah. like somehow deeming this a mixtape freed her up to like make music that still feels like FKA Twigs but also like is fun to listen to and enjoyable and like yeah. a little more pop leaning which is obviously always going to catch me so I really like this this is maybe my favorite thing she's ever wow. done My honorable mention is The Knox. We're going to talk about Slow Song being like one of the best songs yeah. of the year so far, but that whole For album sure. is great. And I wouldn't say I gave a shit about The Knox. Um, I've liked them one off. I kind of like and mm -hmm. like hit or miss with them. They have yeah. some fun dance music, but like otherwise I'm not like, I don't even really know who they are. Like, are they a girl, a guy, two guys? Two, I have no it's idea. Too, it's two DJs <laughs> from New York that okay, I only great. know of no because idea. they were like big on the New York DJ scene when I was getting started. Also, they're friends of friends. Like I know people who know them and are friends with them. Yeah. So it's also one of those things Same. where I kind of just thought they were like, <laughs> <laughs> locals you know in a good way yeah but anyways this album is great yeah i haven't listened to the album yet so many cool sounds like i just does it sound like I'm... slow song the whole thing no not at all it's all different okay so i uh, trust me i wish yeah. it did but they have a song with muna they have a like they have taste they know like who oh, yeah. to work with they work with like foster the people i know that's kind of random but this, it's just like it's weird and fun and you can tell they had a good time making it and i have i had yeah. a good time listening to it in a way you swing my way They have a lot of good songs over time. Yeah. Like they've had, they have ten years of very good music. You yes. know, they actually have a great song with Carly that people don't yes. really know. Oh, I, I love love that it all song. the time. Yeah, love you like that. Amazing song. Yeah, really good. Carly has some good like yeah. off-brand, off-market. Yeah, because she's released nine thousand songs a cycle. <laughs> I mean, I think I want to throw into the mix that I know who someone we're both a fan of that I haven't listened to yet. Maybe you haven't. I just haven't had a chance. Is Marin? Have you listened to Marin? Okay, I am a fan of Marin, but I'm like, I don't know about this album. I'm not like obsessed on first listen. 
<laughs> okay, I haven't listened yet, so I I like that I like um it got good reviews. She has a song, but there's like a song called like Tall Guys, and it's like Tall Guys are really hot. <laughs> like it's like why are we? That's doing- a good Marin song. Yeah, they. She has a song about 80s Mercedes, and it's like 80s Mercedes oh, is really fun to drive. Song. Yeah, I love yeah. Marin. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I got to give it another listen, but I just, on first listen, I thought it was like, bleh. I have this really funny memory of DJing your friend Brian's 40th birthday or something oh, in yeah. New York a few years ago uh-huh. and like clearing the dance yes. floor besides for you when I played Rich by Marin Morris. Oh, so good. No one knew it. <laughs> I, it was just me looking at you dancing by yourself <laughs> on the dance floor to Rich while like everyone was standing around being like, what the fuck is this? It really is a banger, but also in a way it's not a banger. <laughs> Did it like leave your playlist after that moment? I feel like I'd be Yes, tra- that was the one and only time I have ever played Rich by Marin Morris. In a public-facing <laughs> DJ I game. No, playing Marin, I, that's tough. I don't know what I would play. I guess I would play the middle. Duh. Yeah, right. But that's like a dance, right? That and that's not even. That's kind of not even Marin canon. It's kind no. of like <laughs> no, that's not Marin canon. Although yeah. it is her biggest song and will always be probably. I know. I know. All right, let's move on to our song list. Uh, We have yet again one overlap, I think, which is going off of what you just said, which is the Knox's slow song, the greatest Carly Rae Jepsen song since Emotions. Stop. Turn of Dragonette, right? Like yeah. I Yes. Hello she's girl. Fucking so good. I just yeah. to bring that voice back and to give her that song and I don't know, I just feel like this song came out of nowhere for me and I was like, wow, a perfect song. <laughs> like I agree. It really so This good. is like not only is this Carly Core, this is Louis Core. I'm like, it's Louis okay, Cor. a heart tugging, up tempo disco, you know, 80s nodding yes. pop song about Falling yeah. in love on the dance floor, bitch. Like, and also a song called Slow Song that's actually a fast song about a slow song. Like, mind blown. Mind blown. You got yes. me. You're there. So and good. the hook is so memorable and so, so good. good. But I mean, it's a Carly Rae Jepsen. There is nothing. This is a Carly Rae Jepsen song without Carly. I mean, come on. Carly wishes come she'd on. written this song. <laughs> Maybe she did. This, this song. This song. <laughs> This but that's song. the thing is like the knocks like are so perfect for that because they really do work with lots of different people and bring that mm-hmm. them themselves. So it's like this could have been a Carly Knox song. And I feel like why I'm really hopeful for Carly's album is I feel like one of her best things that she's best at is going to find the producers who bring out the best. Yes. In her. Sure. She always I agree. finds them. And and I know yes. like and they all want to work with her. Has she found cool. the knocks again? <laughs> Get them back in the mix. Well, <laughs> right. Like, why isn't she on this album? <laughs> Maybe because they're on the album. Let's go. Let's get the. Know. Where's the Carly Knox? I'm gonna text my friend that knows the Knox know. and see if they we can make a last minute a last Ugh. minute edition. Well, you know she has like what fifty thousand songs like waiting <laughs> to be sorted. 
And she's going to pick all the wrong ones. And then the B-sides will come out and we'll be like, why did you put this on there? <laughs> you know my pet theory. Did we talk about this on the Carly episode about what? how my pet theory about how like Emotion would have been a literally perfect album had she replaced I Really Like You with Cut to the Feeling. Oh, this is my, yes. this is well, my pet theory. Of course. I think she would yes. also agree with you, maybe, if like, you asked how? her. How? How did someone hear those two songs and go, we're going to go with this bleeding no. Really, 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 really Ugh. song over Cut to the Feeling, quite possibly even, the greatest Carly song. I have a little stinking suspicion that she doesn't like that song either. I mean, I just can't imagine that song doesn't get worse with <laughs> She age continues for... to play it at every fucking live show. I don't know why, whatever. because I don't know who wants to hear it. It's like you have no, so I many agree. Good, you have so <laughs> many good songs. Like, we I do agree. not have enough. We do not have enough time for this. I completely agree. I listened to Store the other day. Bitch. <laughs> so good. That's so top. Good. That's top tier. Ridiculous song. Okay, okay, what do you have next? What's your next? Well, I'll go if you want. I have mm-hmm. Constant Repeat from Crash. Hard okay. to pick a favorite from Crash, but okay. Owen said to me during that episode that it reminds him of Bliss, and I do feel like it has this feeling of, like, suspension. There's this cycling, like, synthesizer noise. It's like... It really creates this feeling of sort of suspension on a cloud, this blissful cloud, and the synth sort of cycling in this way that's keeping you aloft that I just love. And I love the hook, and I love her singing in this softer, higher register, Mm -hmm. and a great example of how Charlie is able to make a two-minute and 20-song that doesn't feel like you're getting gypped. And yeah. it's just, I just love it. I just, I, I had to yeah. pick up Crash Song because I like a lot of them. All right, what's your second? So I kept, I didn't choose any of the songs from the albums that I did as my yeah. favorites. I tried to All keep right. it, I could keep pure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And a song I love, band I love, Muna. I think Anything But mm-hmm. Me is like incredible. Amazing follow-up to, like, their breakout song, which was Silk Chiffon, I think, that went nuts Uh for TikTok girlies and everyone else. Love that song. And I think Anything But Me is, like, so worthy, if not better than that, which is insane to, like, follow up the song that everyone loves with a better song. They even have Uh another song now that's called, like, Not Your Girl or Kinda Girl or something that's equally good. And I'm just like, wow, they're just leveling up. Great band. I'm sorry, but this song is also Carly Core. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) I know. I I mean, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I not. I mean, it is. This song is, I, know. I thought, it's Carly in a deeper register. It's also a little Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which is definitely like a big Carly. I know, and it's, and it's a, li- Maggie, a little high in the wire. Time, a little high in the wire. Moon is a queer band. They're, I'm pretty sure they're all queer. They're they are, la- yeah. Or at least some of them. Their biggest hit from a few years ago, which is like an incredible song, is like a gay anthem, essentially, in a mm-hmm. way that it's like, not just like gay people like it, but it's also like inspiring. I know a place. It's so good it's like literally about like finding your people chosen family all of that and i just feel Uh like they they're one of those bands that are doing this type of music it is like heim but they're actually gay (laughs) and it's really like (laughs) and it's really hitting is what i'm saying for an audience like silk chiffon is it's not just about like endorsement what an endorsement (laughs) for muna it's like heim but they're actually gay i love it (laughs) 
I love it. And I don't know, like love songs written by women about women, I think is like just yeah. really, for some reason, still really important to make because still feels yes it still feels unusual which is crazy any like, same sex love song where it's explicitly unusual. same sex is still tragically unusual right. i mean and so, that was the whole thrill right. of call me by your name on tarot yes. it was like yes. you're literally talking about yes. like some guy blowing you on a pop song like that but just not never even happens. just like oh the audience just knows and and but it's not explicit no it's exactly expl- like, we're using yes. the right pronouns to say Agree. you know and i just think that's awesome. <laughs> that, that, I, that's, I completely agree. We, we still it. don't have nearly enough of this going on. Right. My third, I, I didn't do as delicate a job as you did of like not crossing my albums with my songs list. But yeah, it's what? Out of Time from The Weeknd's album, which uh-huh. is like, for someone that's done numerous great Michael Jackson riffs before, this is one of my favorites because it's not nodding at the more obvious past Michael Jackson hits like Billie Jean. He's done a lot of Billie Jean sounding songs. He's done a lot of whatever. But this particular song kind of nods at one of my favorite Michael songs, which is Human Nature. And it's a little bit of like a mid-tempo kind of dreamy AC early 80s radio pop song. And this song is just a perfect execution of Michael-esque Quincy Jones era pop. What's your fourth? Okay, this is kind of a gag, but I'm obsessed with the song Church from the movie Marry Me starring J-Lo. <laughs> I still listen to it. I don't know if you saw that movie, but it's the dance. I didn't see it, but I have heard the song. So, J-Lo's yeah. gospel song. Wait, you have to see the performance. She's wearing like okay. a bedazzled one suit that has like a cross down it, but the crotch yeah. on the panty is like a sliver. Like you can like basically, <laughs> like it's just incredible. <laughs> And the song is so good. It just uh-huh. repeats church. It's so fun. Anyways, I love it. Marry it's- me. Marry me. Yes. As I said, I never thought I'd hear J-Lo making a gospel record, but, yeah. you know, stranger no, things great. have happened, I guess. The Marry Me soundtrack featuring Marry Me and Church is just great, and I recommend it, and I like the movie, too. So, <laughs> My fourth is a song I sent you a couple weeks ago, which is a song that who sent it to me I think actually Stephen Horowitz sent it to me for the first Mm, time and it's good taste flow it's a new girl group and it's it's called Cardboard Box and all I can tell you is the 3LW Assants is upon us this song is literally a impeccable nod to the girl group R&B pop of the TRL era I'm right back in 2002 it's so listening good. to this 
perfectly written song that is written by M-N-E-K. Is that how you say his name? Love him. Yeah. Or I yeah. I never know if whether it's like M-N-E-K or M-E-K. M-N-E-K. Yeah. We looked it up yeah. once, but I, of course, forgot. What an just an incredible songwriter he is. Like, just yes. like he keeps popping up again and again. I know himself he hasn't broken out with any of his specific yeah. music. He's, he also has right. an amazing voice, but he's right. written stuff that you're just like, fuck like you're he's very very good yeah and it's like this is kind of his sweet spot which is like glistening radio friendly r&b you're never gonna make a perfect 3lw song and i'm not gonna fucking die like i I, keep referencing 3lw as if like they're in a way like no it's particularly 3lw (laughs) it's particularly like i went right from listening to that into baby i'm gonna do it right and then into players gonna play lw songs even are there like Three? There's Baby I'ma Do It Right, which is one of the best songs of yes, that era. Baby, like, do don't right. lie. You, as yes. you said, the famous Lisp song. Promises, promises. Uh-huh. Promises, promises, of course. I'm getting a little tired of you broken promises, promises. Looking at your page, seeing different numbers and numbers. Call you when you're studying, hanging with the fellas, the fellas. Hanging with my girls, you always getting jealous and jealous. There's something about the strummed guitar part of this that nods directly at that. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you asked MNE about what his inspiration was for this, he would have said 3LW. Like, I feel like it had to have been. Maybe Destiny's Child in their three-person yes. era? <laughs> well, I was just going to tell you, I went right from listening to the 3LW songs into listening to the writings on the wall. Yeah. So It reminded me of that song, Girl, which is one of my favorite Destiny Child songs. Totally, that totally. That same cadence. I love yeah, I that's, that I hear, song. I hear that for sure, for sure. Thank you, girl. I can tell you've been crying and you're needing somebody to talk to. Girl, I can tell he's been lying and pretending that he's faithful and he loves you. Girl. Okay, I gotta give it up to my man, <laughs> Harry Styles. I don't know if you've heard of him. I think his latest <laughs> single is... I'm not obsessed with his music. I got to say, it's only recently that I think he's released good music. It's mm-hmm. the man has had a long career and yet uh, the hits have only happened in the past. Yes. Whatever. I right. think Adore You is great. Um, yes. But best I think Harry song for sure. As it was this new song. Love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. It's it's mm-hmm. like a Gap commercial. It's pleasing. <laughs> it's- <laughs> You know what Lala said? It's very two-door cinema club like yeah. vibes. 2011, 2012 blog house kind of indie pop. I think he sounds great. I like the song. I finally feel like we're reaching a point where his magnetic energy, which is so appealing and, mm-hmm. and wonderful mm-hmm. and finely honed, mm-hmm. is matching the music that he's singing. <laughs> and we're mm. finally getting a cohesive pop star moment. He's getting the music he deserves, you know? So I like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm still I'm still not fully in Harry's house. Like I <laughs> feel <laughs> I but what you just said is exactly why, which is that like I think he's extremely magnetic as a celebrity i think he has incredible obviously personal style which is like always frankly a rarity for most celebrities and i won't yeah. i'm not gonna, i'm not i'm no fashion blogger so i won't for a man, talk mostly, more about but yes. that but that's rare and like he's 
cool, genuinely seeming, but I have historically found that like his music's not quite there for me for the most part. I love yeah. Adore You. I'm like fine with Watermelon Sugar and Lights Ooh, On or whatever. I'm over but that. I have never like felt like when I listen to Harry's music, I'm like, this music is as... As exciting as, as I is. want it to be. He's almost too good. He's almost too good as, yeah. a, as an image, as a pop star, as a personality. Yeah. That, that the music is, it's like, has to be iconic. It has to be yeah. really good. Yeah. Like, I like this song, but I'm not, like, dying over this song. Like, like I'm why like, okay, am I good. more excited about Harry Styles singing Shania Twain than I am about Harry yes, Styles singing Harry Styles? Well, it's because, like, in a way, it'd be nice for him to cut loose and just stop trying to be so fucking cool. Like, I'm like, <laughs> just make, I'm like, make what makes you beautiful part three or whatever. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> my fifth is someone I would genuinely consider a superior male pop star at least well maybe not pop star because harry's a good pop star but definitely a superior male pop star when it comes to music making which is my boy charlie puth's light switch you turn me on like a light switch when you're moving your body around and around now i don't want to fight this you know how to just make me want you turn me Yet another impeccable 80s synth pop homage from Charlie Puth that manages to transcend pastiche in a way that many struggle with, including Harry, I think, at times. Actually, maybe Harry should get a song from Charlie. I think that would be amazing. I want to name my greatest disappointment Uh of a song. Okay. It is The Sweetest Pie. Oh, it's, yeah, you know. Come on, that was a fucking flop. I know, but I also From two artists I love so much. What a limp-ass song. What a (laughs) limp-ass song. Come on. I want them to reuse it and make it better in a way. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, it is kind of catchy. It's kind of catchy, but, like, Dua Lipa has made some of the best pop songs of recent memory. This is, like, not even near close to that. And Megan Thee Stallion, okay, this is like my pet theory and like whatever don't come for me hotties but like i love her love her personality think she's a fantastic rapper but i kind of feel like she's not made music for the most part that's like as good as she is like wap and a few other songs notwithstanding well you're saying you're comparing to harry styles right now you're kind of saying she's got that same thing where the star power is there but the music is not quite backing it up yeah, hey, she. Need, I feel like she needs a producer that's going to push her out of her comfort zone a little bit because I, mean, I think yeah. she's capable of more than like, I, like I love all the sort of like TikTok oriented hits of Megan Thee Stallion, but like I can't hear another one. I need something more. And Sweetest Pie, it's not more. It's not well, what Sweetest I Pie had. No, Sweetest Pie didn't have a shot in hell at... <laughs> Like, come on, that's, yeah. yeah. And also, we've had so many memorable superstar female team-ups over the last couple years. I know, but years. we've also had some floppies of recently, like the Normani Cardi moment and the- I mean, like, and the Lizzo Cardi moment. Right. No, so, oh my God, rumors. I forgot about that. Now, like, Lizzo's second song is blowing up as it should. It's very good. I, oh my but... God, I'm so sad to say that I like this song. Like, I'm constantly the person that's like, Lizzo's music no. isn't good. This song is good. I'm so upset. You got any other honorable mentions you want to throw in the mix? Um, Well, I have Big Energy by Lotto on here. Mm -hmm. I really did not expect this woman to do anything at all that I would care about. (laughs) 
this is great. At first I was make- like, why is Black China rapping? Oh, God. I mean, I was just like, make this until the end of time. Let's remake this song. Let's adapt it. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm like, song of the summer. You can't lose like, with too that good. sample. Yeah, you can't lose. You can't lose, lose with that sample. Yeah, bitch, I could be a fantasy. I could tell you got big, deep energy. It ain't too many niggas that can handle me. But I might let you try it off the Hennessy. Make them sing to this pussy like a melody. And if your bitch ain't right, I got the remedy. It ain't too many niggas that can handle me. Yeah, bitch, I could be a fantasy. That's my only drawback from the song is I'm like, there's no way I'm not I going know. to. Like, you could literally just fart on this and I'd be into sure. it. You know what I mean? But she's yeah. the one farting, so credit to her. Um, <laughs> and then my other songs I just want to add in, because these are all TikTok songs, but I do yeah. think they're good. And it is rare. Yeah. It is increasingly rare to have a TikTok song that is actually mm-hmm. good, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> the Gale song, A, B, D, A, B, C, yeah. D, E, F, Oh, we're about to talk one. about Gale's ass. Okay, well, I'm impressed with Gale. I got to say the come up was impressive and fast. Yeah. And then the other one uh-huh. is, this is so stupid, but the fr- Frozen remix, the Madonna remix that's been going viral on TikTok oh is a banger. God, Have you heard it? That. Yes, it's of so course good. I've heard it. I love it. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love I just love it. I She loves this, it too. I know. Well, of course she does. <laughs> Oh, and my and my favorite TikTok song of the past six months, which is Material Girl, which I think is Duh. so good. Oh, yeah, incredible. He also just even... got signed to fucking RCA. Great, good, awesome. I love it. Incredible. In the context of that, my one last kind of left field honorable mention I want to throw in the mix here is RuPaul's Catwalk. Stop. RuPaul releases new music for every season of Drag Race and it's usually starts out as something I hate and then something that I just like am forced to they accept really because if you watch you, Drag though, Race no the yeah. problem is that you can't judge these objectively because if you watch the show they grow on you so fast you just, and so because they like brainwash you yeah. into liking them so that's why I'm saying but like, Catwalk songs... is genuinely good Catwalk is a song that I would like if it wasn't in the context of RuPaul's music on I just RuPaul's feel like Drag Race. It's impossible to judge. I just those aren't even music. It's not even music no, anymore. It's Catwalk like, is. I'm telling you, it's not the same okay. as his other stuff. Like it's smooth. Okay. It's got like a soul deep house vibe that's incredibly groovy. The hook is incredibly catchy. Yeah. It's got a different vibe than his normal, like, bring back my girl. I like that song. Like a cat bring, back my, bring back that. Bring back that. It's so, like, no, it's just, like, it's great. Like, it, it's emblematic of the show, too, because they love, like, a parody song or, a you know, they, yes. they love to make music that sounds like it's pop music, but something's missing, and that's what's yeah, kind it's, of Well, it's amazing. camp, but, like, yeah. that's the thing. This song, to me, is actually a good pop song without having right. to be like almost a joke like well, i actually like this song and let's get i got charting. a co-sign from larry fitzmorris a very love larry intelligent yes pop critic who likes actually cool shit that none of us have, any, have any idea what it is yes. so if he's co-signing i feel like that's major larry said RuPaul. larry listened to catwalk by rupaul and was like wow this this song says something <laughs> All right. He has a point. (laughs) Oh, he has a point. Just listen to Catwalk. Okay, so we have done our faves. Now I want to get to this game. We're going to move fast. You know what I mean? I don't want to... We don't have to spend an hour on each of these people. As we mentioned, the main girlies... 
they're not really around for us right now. They're busy oh making Where sneakers. They? They're making makeup. Ugh, they're stop. they're having babies with questionable has been rappers. Ugh, whatever. You're so right. Ugh. So we you're need just talking to look about at one this, person. Why are you just talking we need about- to look at this new <laughs> generation? I'm not naming names. We need to look at this new generation of people that have had hits in the last, you know, year. Let's say people yeah. that have been sort of getting some buzz. And we're just going to use our expertise as podcast mm-hmm. hosts <laughs> yeah, totally. to talk about whether we feel like these new artists who are probably all tier five at the moment, they're all who's at the moment, and whether we think they have the capacity to make the leap into something more than that. Got mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for number one? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. First on the list is everyone's favorite himbo, Jack Harlow. I think he's got it. You do? <laughs> yeah, he's so cute total flirt think he's Mm -hmm. smart his songs Mm -hmm. are good i love the Mm -hmm. new one the sample's hilarious and he Mm -hmm. made it work and i think he's i think he's got it i like it i'm kind of with you on that i think like the fact that this song like debuted at number one is just a sign that like clearly the momentum is there and people like are into jack even if it's not my personal fave he's got the same vibe as drake when drake was at his peak kind of like comfortable Mm -hmm. with himself vibe and before he got kind of like but he's not drake level talented let's be honest no but i think in terms of just the flirtiness the mm-hmm. cutiness of him is very appealing, you know? And not for nothing, but he definitely made a smart move by jumping on that little Nas X song, not just because yes. it was a clear hit, but also I think that the success of that pairing yes. represents a paradigm where like actually straight rappers yep. embracing queer artists yep. is a good thing, <laughs> which yes. feels and like a real market so shift. Well, there was no, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Lil Nas X, I think teased him a little bit. He handled yeah. that well. This is somebody comfortable in their own sexuality. It did not matter whether I agree. this gay pop star was flirting with him. Who gives a I fuck? Agree. They're friends. I agree. They had, he didn't they do homophobic chemistry. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. he wasn't like, he just played right into it in a mm-hmm. way that respected both Lil Nas X and like queer I people agree. in general. Like, like, I mm-hmm. just, if you can I agree. get past that. There was uh, no no homo vibes going No, on. so evolved. Yeah. And not that we yes. need to be giving people credit for being evolved, but he is, no. and it's fine. Yeah. I, I, it was it was, it was was gratifying to see, I have yeah. to say. He'll, yeah, he'll yeah, always yeah. have a special place in my heart. Okay, yeah. this is one I actually forgot to put on the list I sent you, but I'm going to just throw it at you anyway. Oh, Chloe no. Bailey. Okay, I mean, I'm like the number one fan of the last uh, Chloe and Halle album. Like, mm-hmm. I... I cannot I think you know I cannot stress enough yeah. how perfect that album was uh, to me I listened to it nonstop. thought it was like an incredible progression of where they were of their career mm-hmm. the solo stuff on Chloe I I someone said it sounds like music from Empire and I can't yeah. stop thinking about it and <laughs> I, I forget either. who said that but like it is yeah I can't stop no, and I, I just I'm I just don't know who's making the songs for her and I just want yeah. them to give her a song that sounds like her. I don't know. I'm I don't know. Yeah. I mean Yeah, and sh- and like she's a little <sighs> wild seeming in a way that's like not it's like a little like I want her to like kind of bring it in a little bit. Like her energy is a little bit like desperate. She's not like fully being herself, which like it doesn't yeah. mean that she doesn't have to be like proud of herself, proud of her yeah. body and proud of her yeah. sexuality, but it is very much like overt in a way where it's like trying to like making up for lost time. It's like don't worry, uh-huh. you have a ton of time. You're so yeah. talented and Yeah, there's a there's a thirsty ambitious. energy there that's a little Ugh. bit unappealing. But what, do you see it or what? Do you think she's going to get it together or no? I still think she's going to get it together and be amazing yeah. because I think she's yeah. too talented to not. And her sister is as well. And I hope they get back together. 
I yeah, want them I see. Together. I can. I can see it for Chloe. I can see it for her more than Normani, but I'm not going to go on about that. Okay. Oh my god. Well, she's hey, but here's a different Chloe. She works. She does the work. I'm saying okay. she's right. she, okay. she her she she almost wants it. Like Normani seems like a little timid, and Chloe yeah. seems like yes, the opposite. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, funny. Yeah. All right. Three is Glass Animals, makers of the hit song Heat Wave. Yeah, like a TikTok song. I don't know them. Yeah. Are they a band? Are they guys yeah. in a band? I, okay. I think they're guys. I'm not seeing it for Glass Animals, it's a, personally. It's a TikTok. It's a TikTok it's, song. It's like Foster the People Gautier vibes to me, where it's like you get this sure. one hit, and it's just kind of like, eh, sure, okay. Give me give me another song that's good. No. We already have Post Malone. Like it's We're good. We okay, do. Um, we do. Lotto. Like her. Did not know her. Remember her from the MTV movie where she was performing outside? Do you remember that? She's yeah, I like remember the, it. <laughs> the outside stage. And I was like, oh. That was where I had my thought, like, oh, my God, Black China is rapping. Yeah. I was like, oh, there she is. Anyways, yeah, I think this song is big enough to propel you into at least a few more songs of effort to see what hits. So, yeah, I, I'm into it. I sure. feel like I'll put a clip here. She did a freestyle rap on Hot 97 that is genuinely impressive. Like, she cool. is a good Love rapper, it. which you would not get from her, like, frothy Dr. Luke-produced hit here. Lotto, hey, look. I got rich and switched the block up. I ain't talking Tetris. Toes white, pussy pink, these peaches green like they necklace. And these niggas too, I guess they never got the message. LA reading contracts with my lawyer, man, this shit can epic. Foreign SUV, but this 10 piece still American deli. I'ma put some high rises in Clayco with them crackers, let me. I've been on some different shit lately, let's spin in them on savings. Y'all on blogs hating, I put a M up for my unborn baby. Got your record deal on my key ring. I'm queen and he king. We on y'all ass like a G-string in back pockets. Like a bad socket. Ain't my story shocking. I was on the rap game. Now I'm about to run and keep watching. So, yes or no on Lotto? Sure, yes. We'll give her a yes. Yeah. All right. Five. Kid Leroy. <laughs> um, like, I guess, yeah. Like, this guy really is good at making songs, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You like other songs besides the one song he's got like lots of songs now yeah he's got lots of songs a lot of people got lots of songs i'm still trying to like figure out what his deal is you know but i I, when we talked about the pod i like looked up his whole story and it's kind of interesting you know he's kind of from like a bad place in australia and he kind of like did it and i think that's cool (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i don't know what do i know sure a lot of his other like well i love stay because like i'm not gonna never not like a song that sounds like aha take on me like that's yeah. just like something i'm always gonna be into yeah but like i don't know i i went like in prepping for this i kind of like, went and listened to some of the other shit and it wasn't doing very much for me it was again air sets post malone music post malone's influence cannot I gotta be say, understated it's, it's post like malone insane. it's post malone core <laughs> i know it's true it's all uh, these all these kind of like wannabe rock stars, but singing yeah. like Justin Bieber. It's like very yeah. post Maloney. It's it's interesting. Yeah, rap, yeah. emo, rock crossover, like whiny yeah. white boy shit. It's just not mm-hmm. for me, really. But sure. like, I guess he's signed to Scooter Braun. That seems like a big deal. Sure, I mean, best of I'm cuspy on Kid Leroy. I think we could never hear hear from Kid Leroy again, and like wow. nobody would notice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, That's okay. Strong. Number six, Carol G. <laughs> oh my god, did she not have like the biggest song on the planet? Like what? Was it yeah. um, Telepatia? Is that how you say it? No, that's, that's... Who's that? Kelly Uchis. Oh, wait, then which one is Carol G? That Carol song G, was huge, I, though. Carol G. <laughs> Carol G, oh. I admit, 
I also really didn't know who she was. Okay, she had like a big song with Nicki Minaj a few years ago called Tusa. And then she also, like, I was just shocked. I turned on the Coachella live stream, whatever, week one, and like to see Doja Cat. And she was the third headliner on the main stage right before Doja Cat and The Weeknd. She's She's huge. And she has a top 20 single right now with the curse herself, Becky G. Becky G, G, I know. This just shows that it's still we're we're progressing, but we're still not even close to being there. It's just like it's right. these international stars that like aren't kind of in our consciousness, which is crazy because they're like out yeah. here being huge. Yeah. Becky G included. <laughs> Becky Seriously. G is like kind of what's at a with, renaissance. What's with Carol G and Becky G doing a song together? Like it's the G- G's. It's the G's. The G girls. All right. The G spots. Well, all right. All right. So I guess Carol G is kind of like already a pretty big star. Yeah, I got to say. Truly. Maybe we have to just say like, yes, because she's kind of like, otherwise we're being American centric. And I let me so. fucking tell you, the listeners to this podcast will not fail to let us know if we are thinking American centric. Hey, you this. know, sometimes when you live here, it's hard not to be. But yes, you try exactly. your best to watch Eurovision every year and give a shit about <laughs> <laughs> international pop stars. Okay. Number seven, Slater. Okay. Slater. Honestly, I know she's cool. I could not name you one song. Never heard her before. I'm just going to say, and we're going to get to her in two seconds, like, if Kim can't click it fully, like, this girl can't either. Like, this, like is, this is solely because I'm not cool. Like, I literally just, like, I know she's a thing, but I just have yeah. never been. And a song has not just, a song has never been placed in front of me of her. Or I haven't heard a song and someone said, that's Slater. Like, I just don't You know. would like it. You would like her I'm song, sure. Mine. I just feel like she's been kicking around at like the bottom rungs of the niche pop girlies for a long time and it just like doesn't seem to be happening. I'm like not really seeing it for Slater. Okay, interesting. That's my vibe. I trust you. I trust you. She does have a forthcoming song with the one and only pop icon herself, Heidi Montag. Okay. (laughs) Okay, great. Stop. And I I love it. Amazing. I can't. I like actually cannot wait. Next is Willow. Star. She's a star. Right. She's. Willow's I can see it for her. Star. She's a star. Yeah. I like. I really. Mm-hmm. I don't care what she does. I think she's great mm-hmm. at music. I think she's great at everything. I saw her when I went to SNL, and the guest was Camila Cabello. Uh, she brought on <laughs> Willow to do their song, together, yeah. which I don't love. But Willow, uh, seeing yeah. Willow live, superstar. like superstar, mm-hmm. superstar, has a good head on her shoulders. Has she's taste. one kind of like zeitgeisty hit away from like taking it to the next level. Also, meet me at our spot. That song, fucking Amazing. love it. A perfect song. Well after it became overplayed, it is perfect. Great job. I love that she nods to one of my personal pet faves, Phoebe Dobson. <laughs> She does. She 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 nods. <laughs> she nods. She nods. Okay, number nine. One of your favorite song makers hey. of recent times. A pop star named Gail. Gail, love that TikTok grown. I don't like know her other than that song. And 
I yes. have never heard another song. I think that song uh-huh. is great. It's yeah. Olivia Rodrigo core. We stand. Yes. Uh-huh. But I'd love to hear another song before I declare Gail. You know. <laughs> that is literally, I can't explain it, but it is a very funny name. For it a is pop funny. Star I can't anoint Gail until I hear another song. I did a little research on Gail to see if I see it for her, and I didn't really enjoy any of the other songs nearly as much as the ABCD Fuck You song. But I Such also. I just want to share two of my other notes, which uh-huh. is her being born in 2004 really upsets me on a spiritual level. And also, <laughs> um, and also, well, Tones and I dance monkey vibes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Love okay. that. Enough about that. As with you, I'm not ready to anoint yeah, yeah, yeah. my girl Gail. Okay. All right. Number 10. Kimberly Petrus. I can't believe you put Kimberly on this list as if it's like, yes, because Kimberly, I Yeah, because Kimberly is like, you know, she's been kind of at one level for many years where it's like the girlies who like Charlie XCX also like Kimberly. But like, can Kimberly break out beyond that? Honestly, no. <laughs> I, but I also, <laughs> no. And I, I don't. But the thing is, like, when I say that, I don't think it matters. I don't think I don't it think matters. it matters either. But she, this girl signed a fucking <sighs> major label record deal and is trying to be bigger. Clearly. I know. And I want her. I want for her what she wants. And the songs yeah. are good. But I don't know. All if the I songs see are it. good. All the songs are good. I don't think mm-hmm. she's made a bad song, which is crazy no. to say. Like, literally play Also, me a I bad think the song. last show both of us went to before the pandemic, yep. right? And yep. she was great. She made a whole fucking Halloween album, and every song was <laughs> good. Too. How do you do that? I don't understand. No, like, she's so good. I mean, yes. she has some assists from the devil, but like... <laughs> okay, true. She signed a deal with Satan, but yes. <laughs> no, and I mean, I you know, I think she has a good eye, She's fun. Yeah. She's camp. Yeah. She yeah. cares about pop music and the and uh-huh. pop history. She yeah. is fun. I just, I don't know if I see it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. see it either. I think it's a smaller, as you nodded to, it's a kind of micro version of the Charlie thing. Like, she's not as big as Charlie, sure. but I also think she needs to kind of get comfy being niche queen. Like, And I'm and, like, cool, good. You could have a whole yeah. career like this. I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Number, <laughs> number 11, Bia. Okay. Kind of don't know her. No, she had a song with Nikki recently. <laughs> Nikki keeps like getting on songs with people who like, Weirdest songs. like just weird songs, but also people who are up and coming who she's like, I can control them in a way. And I don't love yes. that for anyone yes. involved in She the needs to be the dom. She's got to be the top. So Bia's like one of the people that she dommed recently. Is Bia good? Yeah. I don't know. You tell me. Bia, I'm going to lay my cards out. I'm not seeing it for Bia. Bia has been kicking around the industry for 12 years or so. 12 she was on a sh- years? Yes. She was on a show, a short-lived reality been? show called like the First Ladies of Hip Hop that was about like a new burgeoning class of women in hip hop that was aired in, I don't know, 2014 or 15. She's yeah. Pharrell signed her at one point. Okay. But- she did have a breakthrough hit with whole lot of money, but to me, this is like fluke hit territory. I'm not really okay. Like well, that's with Nikki too. It's hard to it's hard to yeah. compare. It's hard to okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say no on that. Twelve. Okay. Amber Mark. Who is that? Truly, no idea. <laughs> Seriously, who is that? I also really didn't know who it was, but she's had some big songs. She released her first album this year. She's kind of like a. She's a little like niche R and B for me. Then maybe she like isn't actually meant to be part of this conversation because I was when I was listening to her music, I was a little bit like. Is this even geared at pop stardom? I'm not sure. She's kind of like a niche R&B All right. Well, because, like, there are other, like, less niche R&B people who I feel like are up and coming. It's interesting. Okay. 
Like, um, what's her face? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, who's who's the other one? Wait, hold on. Don't embarrass other, me. Like, what's her face? What's her name? Sorry, like, I know her name, but I also, like, forget her name a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, like, going to the sound, the, like, t- related artists because, okay, well, I'm not seeing it, but whatever her name is. <laughs> I'll think of it in like 10 years. Cool. Yeah. No, I no. whatever her name is. She's going to the top. Like yeah, okay. she's, she's think, tier one. I just think whatever her name is, she's going to the top is what I'm <laughs> she's saying. Going to the top. I oh, don't yeah. know her, no, no. but I you've think made she's... such a convincing case. I mean, how could I argue that? What's her fucking name? I just know that she's going to the top is what I'm saying to you right now. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Number 13. We talked about it already. Rosalia. Oh, star. Just a star. No, she's really going to the She's already a star. I just think that she's she's already a star. She's a a big yes for me. When I saw her at the Met Gala, I was just like, she's popping around. She's talking. She's so fun. I just saw her do an interview somewhere. I was just like, wow, she's really good. Superstar. What a star. What a Mm -hmm. star. Yeah. Yeah, sky's the limit. All right. Last two. Rina Sawayama. Okay, this is tough. I love Rina. I like Mm -hmm. her a lot. I obviously think, like everyone else, I think the potential's there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I don't know what. She's Charlie vibes. She's, she's Charlie, like Charlie vibes. She's got she's niche, niche legend legends. written all over her fucking face. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I love her too. I love her too, but I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't know. Is Rena going to churn out like a number one hit single, do you think? She's too edgy. No, no I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because I just she's don't like think that, that she... I'm not sure she even like wants to do the music to, I don't know. There's almost this thing where you have to play the game and it almost feels like she's too good to play the game. I agree. I wonder if she's going to try. I like, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe these girls can rip a page out of Charlie's book and not try for that and just like make cool music for the cool people. No? I mean, I just, I want that. I want that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what she does with her next album. And she's, I think Rena's here to stay as an artist. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of, is she niche legend forever? Or is she actually going to like have some sort of crossover? Yeah. I kind of, I feel like niche legend forever, but you know what? It's a <laughs> lifetime of iconic music for me. And yes, I'm here. I agree. I'm like waiting for it, you know? Okay. Last up. Mm-hmm. Your favorite and oh, mine. No. Oh, no. The iconic, asymmetrical haircut herself, but no oh. longer. It's Ava Max. Yeah, she she literally <laughs> got a new wig. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> she said, I've had enough songs. I'm not happy for her. Hit. Now I don't know who the fuck this girl well, is. She said, I've had enough songs in the top 10 that you shall know me by me. And honestly, I kind of love the idea. It's not working. She has some songs. No, she's I got hits. But is it? But does anybody her. know who the fuck she is? No, absolutely not. And like... <laughs> I don't know if they ever will. She needs the haircut. You're saying she needs the haircut back? She She's needs the haircut. Because some... otherwise, I literally am listening to her music and I'm like, this is so good. This could be Rita. This could She's be this making, person. This She's be... making Rita Ora music. The motto is a banger. And she, that's she the song is. that Rita Ora could be on in a minute. She's making better Rita Ora music than Rita is. I, she is. She is like she. she she's is. her music she is, is legit good. Like she's got yeah. bangers. Like but no, she, she sounds completely anonymous. On you know, Bibi one- Rexa and Ava Max are fighting <laughs> for the same features, and like that's fine. But you have to acknowledge it. One thing that comes up so much on the podcast is like all pop superstars have a like distinctive voice where like the minute they start singing, you know who they are. Like that's like mm-hmm. a big thing. <laughs> the minute she starts singing, I'm like, oh. 
it could be one of 900 people that I can think of. I in know. My head. And now I even recognize Rita's voice. That's how, you know, brainwashed she I am. She sounds like Rita. Like, she does sound like a but little they, bit like Rita. But she voice. does she does sound like her. And like, yeah. sorry, there's already a Rita Aura and she's Rita Aura. So what? Yes or no? <sighs> I mean, the thing is, like, what does yes or no mean? Like, is she going to be... Is Ava Max going to go down... When we look back in 10 years... No. Is she going to be like, oh, the girl who sung no. Sweet But a Psycho, forget her? Or is she going to actually be, like, a pop star that, like, means something more than that? I think we're going to stay in the realm of, oh, Sweet But Psycho, <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more iconic than when you came to my Halloween party in 2019. Yes, dressed, dressed as, as Ava, Ava Max. And... Not one person, even no. with the asymmetrical wig, knew no. who you were dressed as. Well, the problem as. was also, okay, the problem was also the wig wasn't asymmetrical enough. Like, I didn't do a severe enough chop. So I, people didn't know. And then I got too high on something, and uh-huh. the wig got ditched into the coat rack, and I never saw it again. So RIP that costume. It did not go over well. That is correct. I think I got to say I'm with you. I think Ava's going down ultimately despite some good songs as like, oh, the girl that sang Sweet for the Psycho who had an asymmetrical haircut and then ditched it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she should ride this all the way to the top of that yeah. specific mountain. Oh, she's And she's riding it. She's riding she's, it well. She's riding it. <laughs> all right. Last question. Anything else you're excited about coming up this year? Any albums you, you got on your horizons? Lizzo, Kendrick, Harry... Maggie Rogers. Okay. I'm Rihanna. Maggie Rogers. Never happening. Normani. Oh, you know who I'm who I'm ready for? Yeah. Sky. Oh I'm for yeah. Her. I'm Where's ready for Sky. Sky. Where is Sky? Bring me Sky. Okay. What's your favorite Sky Ferrer song? Let's send the podcast out. <sighs> That's out of like Sky not even I No, pick how one. do you even Pick. Everything is embarrassing. That song okay. is perfect. I mean, can't go wrong with everything's embarrassing. She's perfect. She's perfect. That album is perfect. It uh, is. It really holds up incredibly. I've listened to it fuck. a bunch of times since she made the announcement, and I'm just like, fuck. Every Lost song in my bedroom. I'm like, that yes. album, I just, she's perfect. I blame Anyways. myself. 24 <sighs> fucking hours, perfect. bitch. A perfect album. Okay. This is, again, never had a bad song. So that's why this is so stressful that she hasn't had a song in <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> All right, oh, let's I go out on her. everything is embarrassing. Let's go out on everything is embarrassing. Okay, I mean, you, you kind of can't go wrong with that. All right, Lindsay okay, Weber, great. thank you so, so much for coming back on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure and a joy. Yeah.